Woo! Have you come out of that grave? My, my, my. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! The old man made new. My, my, my. Wow, what a song. Thank you, praise team, for that anointed singing. Somebody shout, I came out of that grave. Praise God. You can be seated for a moment. We welcome all of our guests. We pray that you have already been blessed today. Blessed in, as we worship the Lord and you worship God with us. It is a, a privilege to have Sarah Mock's father with us, Vaughn. Good to have you, Vaughn. God bless you. All of our guests that are here, we welcome you. We've had several missionaries come out of this church two of them are still full-time on the field one Tresina Anderson in the country of Portugal she started out in Spain but she's gone to Portugal and then Sarah Mock who is in Germany and she's over all of the uh, college campuses across all German-speaking nations and she goes into those campuses and sets up ministries. People pray through, get the Holy Ghost, get baptized, graduate, go back to their countries full of God's power. Some of them start churches called to the ministry. And I'm so proud to say that when no matter where you're at, no matter what missionary you're talking to, or headquarters up in St. Louis. They all speak so well and so highly, both of our precious sister Tresina and the lovely young lady that's going to minister us here today, Sarah Monk. We have produced, you have produced this, came out of Mama. And I am so thankful. And that's why the Lord's blessing us and ministering to us. And staying with us. Just, just a moment longer. I'm, I'm like in the groove. Thank you. Sarah, we love you. Will you welcome Sarah Mock, missionary to Germany? Come on. She's one of our own. Just let her know we love her. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet and let's give the Lord praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, you are good, Jesus. Lord, we worship you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Let your glory fall in this place, Jesus. God, let us feel your power and your strength in this place, Jesus. You are so worthy, God. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. It's so wonderful to be with you all. You may be seated. You're welcome. I am um, actually... So uh, happy to be with you all. A couple of reschedules, but I believe that the Lord has something great in store for this day. Amen. I have a short video that I would like to show, if that's okay, if it's ready.
If not, that's okay. Um, I want to give honor to brother and sister Kyle for allowing me to be here today. Um, and it's through their, their work through here and, and having Hannah actually is, is why I'm here today. Hannah brought me into this fabulous church and without her, where would I be, right? So God has done miraculous works in the GSN and I'm going to stop so that you guys can see this awesome video. across the world 180 million souls searching for truth they look in textbooks but it's not there they listen to lectures but can't find it yet they sit beside truth and truth stays silent truth is too worried about getting straight A's to speak truth is caught up with the stress of education ministry takes the back seat while you take the front seat of the lecture hall the harvest is great, but labor's few doesn't begin to describe how desperate they are for you to speak truth. They don't need your A in chemistry or breakdown of Hamlet's soliloquy to be or not to be. What they need are ears to hear and you to speak. You made the dean's list. High five. <laughs> but how many of your classmates' names are written in the Lamb's book? of life while you are taking notes and pondering your trials there were 180 million souls fighting for their survival if we gave ministry the front seat if our students began to fall on their knees maybe then we would have the eyes to see that this is the world's greatest revival isn't that the truth i heard a quote the other day and it, it was the way the colleges go is the way the world goes. If you can change the culture of our university, you can change the culture of our world today, and it needs to be changed, amen? Uh, as, as Pastor mentioned, I, I am the uh, campus ministry coordinator for the German-speaking nations. I base out of Vienna, Austria, and I go to Germany, Liechtenstein, as well as Switzerland to pretty much invade those universities with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have students from all over the world that attend our Bible studies, that attend our churches, and we want to fill every single one with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, and sent back to their home country. Amen. I probably shouldn't mention, because Pastor already asked for your money, but I'm just not going to mention the fact that I'm here for only one month to raise $7,000, and... Uh, seven more $50 PIMs. I'm not going to mention that. But if you're able to help, that would be a great, great blessing. And I know the Lord will bless you back for that. So if you could stand with me, please turn to two scriptures this evening, the, this morning, sorry. The first one is Luke 19.10, and the other one is Joel chapter 2 and 28. The first one is Luke 19.10, and Joel 2:28. I give honor to my dad for being here today. It's a that man is praying for me. I know he's a great dad. So um, once you're there, say Amen. So Luke 19:10 says, "For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost." Joel 2:28 said, "And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh." And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Before you are seated, tell your neighbor that day is today. You can be seated.
God is doing an awesome, awesome work in, in Germany, Liechtenstein, Austria, and, and Switzerland. And, and I could preach to you. I could tell you things about the Bible. But what fun is it to have a missionary here if I'm just going to preach to you? So I'm going to share with you testimonies of what the Lord is doing on our universities. Hallelujah. So this past year was our initial year of launching campus ministry in the GSN. And we started a Bible studies in this small town of Krems, Austria. And we began doing Bible studies there. And I was walking with the campus missionary, Sister Abita, and we saw a young lady. She had her, um, her arms full of laundry, and she was heading to the laundromat. And we were walking towards her, and, and um, the Lord just kind of pressed, invite her, invite her. And, and in our mind, we're like, well, she's busy. You know, why would, why would she come? She's obviously in the middle of something. But we obeyed the Lord, and we invited her to our Bible study. And she said, I have been praying for a church. I have been praying for some place to go, but there's no advertisements. There's nothing here. It's a small town. So I told her that we are the answer to your prayer. So she came with us to Bible study. She started it for attending. And by the end of the semester, she was filled with the Holy Ghost in our business auditorium. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. God is filling Austrians with the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. And he's doing a great work, and we're honored for that. God loves all of us, and he wants everyone to be reached. It's not by chance that you show up at Publix and feel that burning on your heart to go tell that single mom with her little baby, God loves you. God will speak to you. Amen. Acts 2.17 says, In the last day, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. That's everyone. That includes Austrians and Germans, the Swiss. But we need to be sensitive to the leading of God. You just don't want to run up to somebody and say, you need the Holy Ghost. God's pouring out his spirit because what? What are you talking about? So I was living in Berlin, Germany at the time, and my supervising missionary said, Sarah, I need you to start campus ministries here in the city of Berlin. And if you know anything about Berlin, this is not just the capital of Germany, but is also known as the atheist capital of Europe. And so having that commission on my lap, I now look at my city and say, this is, there's no way. How, how are we going to reach these universities? I'm not a student. We just started this work here in Berlin. How, we don't have an open door to any of the universities. So I began to pray and to fast, and I said, God, it's only going to be by your hand that we're going to be able to get into these universities. And so first month went by, we had nothing. Second month went by, and finally, about two weeks into the third month of just seeking God, Lord, please, Lord, please open this door. I woke up at 4 a.m. and the Lord spoke to me and he said, Sarah, you need to go to a university an hour away from Berlin and you need to go prayer walk that campus. And I don't know about you, but at 4 a.m. I am far from spiritual. I just want to sleep. So I said, no, Lord, like you call me to Berlin. I'll, I'll get up and I'll prayer walk every university in Berlin. And, and that's what you want. But the Lord said, Sarah, I told you to go. And so I got up. I went to, to Potsdam about an hour away. And, and I began prayer walking this university. And I turned a corner and there was this two American girls giving Bible studies to these German students. And so I thought, okay. 
this is interesting. So I waited till they were done, and I went up to them, and I said, hey, you know, this is really awesome what you're doing. How can I get involved? Because I want to do this in Berlin. And they said that they are part of an organization where they go all around the world, and they just plant seeds. And they pray that one day somebody would go behind them and water that seed. So I told them that is exactly what I was there to do. So they gave me their contacts, and all of their contacts led me back to Berlin where we were able to have Bible studies on three of the four universities. Hallelujah, Jesus. God is so good. Amen. He opens up doors. Woo. That no man could. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we began having these Bible studies, and, and we would have Bible studies once a week at every university, and then after that, we would go and we would come over my place, and we would have fellowship. We would have a meal, and if you offer food to a university student, they're there. They love food. It's a great witnessing tool, and so they would come over, and we would have students from Iran. We would have students from Germany. We would have students from China. We would have students from Egypt. We have students from all over the world coming and hearing the truth of Jesus Christ. There was one student who was coming, and, and he was Iranian, and I remember him sitting next to me, and in one of our, our classes that I was taking with him, and, and the whole class knew that I was Christian. Most of them had come to our Bible study. Most of them even have come to church on a regular basis, and the class also knew that he was Muslim, and he was open about that, and so... In my mind, I was like, he wouldn't be interested in coming. I would be wasting my breath. He, he doesn't want to come to my Bible study. And so um, the Lord just impressed it on me, invite him. So I said, hey, would you come? Would you come to my Bible study? And he looked at me and he's like, am I even allowed to come to your Bible study? I'm Muslim. And I said, of course you're allowed to come. He's like, I'm there. So he came. Hallelujah. Well, he started coming for a few weeks and and, um, and we got together and we bought him a Farsi Bible in his native language. And we gave it to him and he said, thank you so much. I've, this is such a great gift. And I didn't think anything else of it. So they left my house. The next morning I woke up to a text message and it said, Sarah, I had read the majority of this book and I cannot deny that Jesus is not God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But God is doing a greater work than just that in the GSN. As you know, we had an influx of refugees come during the, the, civil, uh, the, the civil war of Syria. And, and so we began having a revival with Muslims. We had a student in Vienna, Austria. His name was Arash, and, and he was an engineering student. And, and the Lord gave him a vision. He had a vision that he was on a train, and it was packed full of other Iranians. And so he shared that dream with his church, and, you know, we prayed, God, you will do it. You will open that door. And, and so the refugee crisis happened. Austria opened up their borders. About almost a million refugees came in and flooded our city. And so Arash, he took the opportunity. Instead of complaining, instead of looking at it as something bad, he took the opportunity to plant seeds of Christ into people who haven't even heard of Christ. So he goes to the refugee camp, and he starts inviting fellow Iranians, and he says, hey, you should come to church with me. You should come to church with me. And so his dream came to pass. He brought Iranians with him to church. 
And so refugees, they don't speak German and they're not going to speak English because they're from their homeland. They're, they never expected to move. You would only learn a language if you expect to move, right? That would make common sense. So Chris Green was preaching. And in the words of Chris Green, he was just like, I just want to make it as plain and as simple as possible. And so if, you, if you've ever seen our worship here compared to another church's worship, we're very exuberant. We praise the Lord. We, we don't stop. And so for them, it was, it was almost shocking to see this. They had no idea what was going on. Why were people raising their hands? Why were people jumping? Why are people singing these songs? And, and so um, Arash is trying to, the best that he can, explain all of these things to him at the same time. Brother Green is trying to explain who Jesus is and how he died for their sins. But at the end of it, the Holy Ghost moved because the Holy Ghost speaks to souls. The Holy Ghost gets through to those barriers, those language barriers, and they were able to feel the Holy Spirit. By the end of that service, 30 received the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Because he's pouring out his spirit on anyone and everyone. If that doesn't bring you to your feet, I don't know what will. By the end of two years, there was over 180 Muslims filled with the Holy Spirit and baptized in Jesus' name. Because that is why God died for your sins is for salvation. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, you're good. He's pouring out his spirit. He's pouring out his spirit. Romans 10, 13 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Arash went. Arash went. What some people don't realize is that Arash invited a lot of Iranians, but there was a spy who came along and, and was like, what's going on? Because it's completely illegal to convert from Islam to Christianity. And so um, as they went back to the camp after that service, a few of them were beaten up. They found out that they went to a Christian church and that they were converting. But that did not hinder them. They still came back and worshiped the Lord. There is nothing that can stop us from coming to the house of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. When I, um, no, let's talk about Geneva. Because Geneva, the Lord is doing something pretty miraculous. Um, in Geneva, Switzerland, Brother Aka pastors there, and he has a couple ministry, campus ministries started in that city. And so, um, we were doing a prayer walk. We were doing a prayer walk at one of the universities right outside of the city, and, and we prayer walked the whole university. I believe prayer walking is a, an important tool when you're planning um, a church or you're planning a campus ministry because you're taking back what the enemy thinks he stole. You're taking back territory that the world says, oh, that's just where um, the the pleasures of life are there. You have drugs, you have partying, you have a lot of drinking, you know, they don't care about Jesus, but I say, no, this is where revival's gonna start. Hallelujah. So we were prayer walking this, this campus and, and we walked forever. We walked up the hills and down around and upstairs and every level of the floor. And we were so 
tired. We were like, okay, this is good. I feel like we got the exercise we needed for the year. And the only common logical thing that you do when you exercise is you have to eat right afterwards. So we went to the student cafeteria and we were sitting there and we were eating and this young lady comes up to us and she says, hey, I noticed that you guys were walking around the campus and you were mumbling. Why were you mumbling? And so I told her, I was like, no, we weren't, we weren't mumbling. We were praying. We were praying for the campus. We were praying for students and, and the professors here. And, and she says, so you're a Christian? I said, yes. And so tears started watering up in her eyes. And she said when she was 15, she was diagnosed with cancer. And the cancer went into remission. But she went back to the doctor recently, and she's about 19, and it has come back. But she says she knows that God can heal her. So we got up and we began to pray for her and the spirit just moved upon her. She began to weep as the spirit of God ministered to her because we believe that God today is still a healer. He's still a redeemer. He still fills people with the Holy Ghost. Amen. He is still active in our lives. Hallelujah, Jesus. On another campus, we have Sister Matilda who is the campus missionary there. She goes to a business school. Um, she's a diplomat's daughter from, um, I think it's like Congo, and she is over here studying. And every year we have something called AMTC in the German-speaking nations. And this is a training seminar for uh, any aspiring ministers. So and we have it all throughout the German-speaking nations. And uh, Geneva was having their campus, and the Lord spoke to her and told her to invite the girl sitting next to her to this training seminar. And the words of Matilda, she's like, but this is for aspiring ministers. She, she, does she even go to church? And so Matilda, thank you, Jesus, was obedient to the Lord and invited her to this training seminar. And by the end of the training seminar, she was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, Jesus. God is filling the Swiss. He's filling the Austrians, the Germans, the Iranians, the Chinese. He's filling everyone with the Holy Ghost today. Hallelujah, Jesus. As I speak about people inviting people to church, inviting people to, to Bible studies and things like that, sometimes the, the thought that runs through our mind, I could never do that. No way. I couldn't, I couldn't pray someone through the Holy Ghost. I couldn't uh, tell somebody about Jesus. I couldn't invite somebody to church. But you're not. Jesus is. You're just the vessel. We have to realize that we are just the vessel. We are the conduit between the Lord and this lost world. So when you say, God, I don't think they want my church card, or no, Lord, their, their life is completely perfect. What if the opposite is true? What if they do just want to be invited to church like Musin, my Iranian friend? What if their facade of perfection is just hiding their brokenness? There's a lost world that needs to be saved. Hallelujah. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I was talking to Brother Show Walter yesterday, who is over all of campus ministries of um, pretty much the world, anything besides North America. And so he was telling me testimonies of everything that the Lord has been doing through campus ministry. And recently, he had a brother in Malaysia who was attending professor, was pretending 
attending a lecture by an apostolic professor. And if you know about Malaysia, Malaysia is, is a predominantly Muslim country. So he was, this young man was, didn't even realize that he was, that this professor was different, but he noticed that he was very at peace, that he had something different, but he just didn't know what. So this young man went out to his professor and told him and said, hey, you know, I noticed that you're a little bit different. Can you, like, what's, you know, how awkward was that conversation? That took some guts. So his professor witnessed to him, and by the end of the year, he was baptized in Jesus' name filled with the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. But this is the great part, because it doesn't just end there. We don't just get filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, and that's where it stops. No, we have to go tell somebody else. We are all disciples that have been commanded to go out into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So this young man was transferred to another university where he began a campus ministry there. And in one semester, 16 got the Holy Ghost and filled in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. God is doing great things through campus ministry around the world. And God is doing it through students. He's doing it through professors. You are where you are for such a time as this. The Lord is filling Austrians. He's filling the Swiss. He's filling Germans. He's filling Iranians. He's filling Catholics, the Chinese. He's filling Malaysians with the Holy Ghost. Today, this is today. Tell your neighbor, he's still pouring out his spirit. Tell your neighbor, and it's for you. Our ability to go out and reach the lost and broken is not us or our through our power, but it's for the, through the Lord's. He is the one who calls, who sends, who directs. It's not by coincidence that where you are today, it's not by coincidence that you came to this church today, but the Lord has something for you today, because today is your day. Hallelujah, Jesus. God is doing miraculous works, and I can only say that it's by the hand of God that we are able to see this revival happen. It is not by man, it is not by one person, but it's by an effort. It's through the Lord, it's through, it's through God just using the imperfect. Well, God, I don't know everything about the Bible. One of our, um, our missionary, campus missionaries, she was uh, a convert from Jordan, and she moved to Switzerland to start working at a hospitality college. And her words were, I can't do this because I've only been in church for six months. When I first started my campus ministry at FAU, I was only in church a year. And people were baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost on campus. God can use anyone. God is able to use anyone. And he is pouring out his spirit. He's pouring out his spirit on who? Austrians. Germans, Iranians, the Chinese, Catholic, Malaysians. It's for everyone. Tell your neighbor, it's for you. It's for you. Because God cares about souls. And you have a soul. Tell your neighbor you have a soul. God cares about us because that is why he came down, wrapped himself in flesh, and died on the cross for us. Is because he cares for us. Hallelujah. Yes, that's something to rejoice about. 
And we rejoice over this, which is great, but there's so much more to the story. There's so much more. Yes, you can, you can rejoice and be happy that the Lord came down and died on the cross for us, but, but what did he leave us? John 3, 3 through 5 says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Jesus died for our sins, was put on a cross, and here's the greatest part. He rose again. He rose again. Hallelujah. After Jesus rose again, he, he went to the disciples and he started to minister to them. And this is something that he said to them. If we turn to Mark 16, 16 through 17, it says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. All these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They will cast out devils, and they shall speak with new tongues. These are the words of Jesus. Jesus left the disciples and told them that he would, in Acts chapter 1, baptize them with the Holy Ghost. He promised, and I know the Lord keeps his promises. And to wait for the Holy Ghost in the upper room. They believed. They believed in him. Hear me. They believed in Jesus but they still didn't have the Holy Ghost. They were faithful to him. You can read in Acts 2 is that the Holy Ghost came down and what happened? What happened? Turn to Acts 2 verse 4 and it says, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. God kept his promise. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It is through the Spirit that we speak through tongues. How do we know that we have the Holy Spirit? Speaking in tongues. <laughs> I would like everyone to stand and I want you all to participate because I am a short speaker I did not go over an hour like pastor does <laughs> just kidding just kidding I just lost a PIM <laughs> I now need eight um, but I want in a moment, not right now, but I want everyone to find a friend and I want you to come down to this altar in a moment. Because God not only wants the Austrians and the Iranians and the Germans and the Malaysians and the Catholics and the Chinese to have the Holy Ghost, but he wants you to have the Holy Ghost. Today is your day to receive that. Hallelujah, Jesus. Acts 2, 38 and 39 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. This was a promise. It wasn't just for that moment but it was for their sons and their daughters and whoever the Lord calls. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want everyone to come down to this altar, and I want two groups. I want, if you are looking for the Holy Ghost, I want you to come up here in the front, and that's okay. Everyone come down, grab, grab a friend. And if you are needing a healing, I don't care if it's a headache or, or your knee hurts or whatever it is, you can come down to the left, and, and we're going we're gonna to pray for you, and I want music to come. Because God is going to move in this place. 
As the ministers come, I want everyone, absolutely everyone to come. Don't come alone. And we're going to follow Acts 2.38. Come on in. Don't, don't crowd in the aisles. But bring a friend. Don't come alone. It's not fun when you come alone. Uh, healing is on. If you need the healing, come to the left and we'll pray for you. If you need the Holy Ghost, come up here to the right. My right, your left. And we'll pray for you. Everyone come to the altar. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you are needing a healing, raise your hand. It can be a cold. It can be arthritis. If you're needing a healing, raise your hand. I don't want ministers to move just yet, but just take note. Who needs a healing? If you are seeking for the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, do not be ashamed. Raise your hand. Raise your hand so that we know. If you are seeking the Holy Spirit, keep your hands held high. The Lord is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost because today is your day. Hallelujah, Jesus. First thing we're going to do, we are going to repent. That's what Acts 2.38 says. We are going to repent. If you want the Holy Ghost, just come up here. There's a nice little space for you. Do not be ashamed. I was filled with the Holy Ghost. Everyone around you has been filled with the Holy Ghost. Just come up here. Come up here in front of me. This is awesome. Thank you, Jesus. And this is what we're going to do as a church. We are going to repent. That's step number one. Do not shout out your sins. I don't want to know. No one around you wants to know. That is between you and the Lord. We are going to repent. We're going to ask the Lord to cleanse us and to forgive us. That is what the Lord came and did, died on the cross for. It was for your sins. After that, we're going to raise our hands and lift our head. We're going to raise our hands and lift our head unashamed. And we're going to shout on the count of three, hallelujah, after we repent. I will lead you. So let's go ahead and, and raise our hands. The whole church, we're going to repent. Jesus, God, I ask for your forgiveness, Lord. I ask for your cleansing spirit upon me, God. Forgive me, Lord, of anything that I have done, Lord Jesus. God, I ask for your forgiveness, Lord. You died for remission of sins, Jesus. God, I ask that you would forgive me, Lord. In your name, God, it is a promise, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, I am your child. Lord, forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. On the count of three, you're going to shout hallelujah as loud as you can. One two three hallelujah jesus